Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome to the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is February the 1st, January the 20, uh, January the 32nd, really, for us. We're recording on uh, January the 31st. You're listening to it on January the 32nd. We will, uh, we'll try to do our best to keep the days lined up, but keep that in mind when you're listening to the show. If we're talking about today or tomorrow, you'll, uh, not be as confused as probably we will be. But, uh, we've got a great show for you tonight because Auburn has a new defensive coordinator. We've got a bunch of questions from the corner. We're going to get right to it. Help me. Ad- Address all the comments, answer all the questions, Mr. J. Head, Mr. Cole Pinkston. How about you, fellas? How about you? How hey. about you, big dog? Hey, how about you, big dog? Hey, you know what? I, I forgot to I forgot to send this, man. I got I got something for you. What you got? I got something for you. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Look at that. Got something for you? Nice. Look at that rack. I've been after I've been after him all year long. Is that you or Brooks that got that one? No, that was me, man. Oh, long story, but I took Brooks and my dad last week, the end of it, and it was full moon. It was um the the buck were there the day before Brooks got in there and Mm -hmm. the day after we left, and I was like, uh, I was like, I'm going back because they were going crazy right after we left, and I, I wasn't down there two hours. Knocked him down and got, came on back. But we'll uh, – so good times. Uh, Very nice. Uh, all right, we're going to get to the questions from the corner. We've got a lot to talk about. Auburn's defensive coordinator, DJ Durkin, has been named, and we will uh, – I'm sure to get a lot of questions about him, we'll talk about his recruiting prowess, some of the things he's done in the past. Uh, and uh, But before we do, we want to talk about our sponsor, Mr. HelloFresh. Ate some HelloFresh tonight. Uh, I had the taco – I had the Tex-Mex beef taco pies tonight. Kids loved it. We love HelloFresh. You're asking, what is HelloFresh? Well, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Not, not, not. What's that? HelloFresh. Skip skip the grocery stores, big dog. Just order HelloFresh. Home-cooked meals made easy, fun, and affordable. Uh, whether you're you got a resolution to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most, most delicious year yet. Go ahead and get in. With fresh ingredients, and sh- I'm telling you, they, they they pack it up, dude. Freezer bo- uh, freezer boxes, freezer packets. Send it right to your door. Each Hello box is packaged with farm fresh ingredients. Everything arrives pre-portioned. All you got to do is follow the instructions, and you got a damn good home cooked meal. Mm. Uh, like I said, Cole's a big fan. Jay Head's a big fan. Even the kids, dude. The kids love it. We uh we love some some Hello Fresh at our home. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Auburn Live Free and use the code Auburn Live Free. One word, all lowercase, Auburn Live Free. You get free breakfast for life, son. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Auburn Live Free with the code Auburn Live Free. All right, folks, let's, uh, let's turn the page. Let's turn the page as Auburn has on their defensive side of the football. Uh, DJ Durkin on what's today? 
Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday slash Thursday was named. Was it Monday or was it yesterday? Monday night. Monday yeah, night. Monday night. Okay. Yep. New defensive coordinator. I tell you what, let's go real quick overall impressions on him, and then we'll get to the questions. Uh, Cole, how about you? Lead us off, big dog. Um, yeah, man, I, I think that was. Uh, I think that was probably the one that needed to be made, in my opinion, because. Well, number one, I don't know everything about Chris Kiffin, uh, maybe like I should, but I do know that DJ Durkin was a head coach at one time. I know he's been all around the SEC, Florida, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. So I just think that experience and I think that head coach experience is really important for the dynamic of the staff you have right now. I think you need sort of a head coach defensive mind over there on that side of the ball Mm -hmm. what Breeze is. So I like that part. I like his personnel too, but look, I mean, personnel is dictated by what you got, right? Sure. You, you can only do about, you can only do what you got. And I think they're going to hit the ground running, try to get a few more bodies in there, a few more guys that can help, some quality depth, and um, you know, try to get it back to what he was doing at Texas A&M. I would think. Jay, you like DJ Durkin? I do. I think it's a good hire. I mean, we're talking on the field, right? I think it's a very good on the field hire. You're talking about a veteran front seven coach. And we've talked about the composition of this roster with having Charles Kelly, Wes McGriff, both guys have been coordinators in their own career. Man. Um, that are good defensive coaches in their own right, coordinating the back end. You needed, like Cole talked about, a head coach of a defense that could walk in and have that coordinator experience in the front seven. You're right. He's done a variety of different things in his career. He's been odd front. He's been even. He's done different things in the back end. Lately, it seems like he's run a lot of match pattern coverage, whether it's match one, match three with a single high look. A lot of different things that he's done back there, and I'm sure the great thing is is that a lot of these guys talk the same language. So the coverages that they're running in the back end, that all came out of the saving tree. Durkin cut his teeth really well underneath Will Muschamp. And it's kind of carried that same defense all the way through with a few minor modifications, but the coverages have been the same. Charles Kelly obviously coached with Jeremy Pruitt and Nick Saban himself. So very familiar with that system. Wes McGriff coached with Kevin Steele, who ran a lot of those same coverages on the back end. So you have three guys that all truly, really know each other, know what they're talking about. Um, and obviously, I think a lot of of Jeremy Garrett and Josh Aldridge as well. Those are two very sharp, young, bright minds. But D.J. Durkin kind of ties all that together. He can be that head coach on the defense. Hugh Freeze can concentrate more on the offense, on play calling if that's what he's going to do, or just helping out Derek Nix. I'm not exactly sure how he plans to handle that. I know he's kind of gone back and forth somewhat in the media this week. But I do think it allows him to be more involved on that side of the ball, whatever he chooses to do. And then you're also adding, this is not a knock. But I think D.J. Durkin is a better complimentary recruiter than Ron Roberts. Oh, for sure. At at this point. I think he is more in the vein of what Kevin Steele was as a defensive coordinator recruiter versus where Roberts was a little bit more hands-off. I think he did a lot of scout and eval work. I don't know how much work he was putting in individually with the kids. So I think D.J. Durkin is going to be a personality that's going to mesh really well in the recruiting trail from that standpoint and just be a plus to the staff. Completely agree. I kind of measure coaches because of what I do. I, you know, is it an upgrade in recruiting? Absolutely. I do think so. Not saying Ron Roberts was bad because Jamonte Waller mentioned him a lot. Jeff Phillips mentioned him a lot. So he, he, he made some, uh, some impacts in this 2024 class. Yes. Uh, but I do think DJ Dur- Durkin with the experience in, in the SEC and, and, and the guys that he knows, 
Uh, I think he's going to be an upgrade. I think the experience they had, like you said, you're, you're losing Zach Etheridge, who had, you know, what, five years of experience, and you're, you're adding Charles Kelly and DJ Durkin, and you're getting back Wes McGriff. That's big, man. That's yeah. a lot of talented minds on that side of the football. Especially, hey, let's don't forget about Josh Aldrich. I think he's a superstar. I think Jeremy yeah. Garrett's a superstar. I really do. I agree. So, fantastic. I love the defensive staff. I think it's uh, it's been upgraded and uh, tremendously. I think Auburn's going to benefit it for as long as they'll they'll stay together. Really like it. Really like the recruiting prowess of all those guys. I think it's going to pay off in the long run on the field and in the living rooms. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of interest in that in, uh, from our subscribers at Auburn Live on 3. I was going to tell you, if you haven't already, go get signed up. Um, I think we've still got the $1 deal going, but for YouTube people, it's $1 for two months. Use that promo code AU1, capital A, capital U1, two months for $1. Um, because uh, recruiting is about to be picking up. Kind of had a lull in recruiting, and it'll, it, it'll kind of go that way. But once spring, spring practice starts back up, uh, there's going to be a lot more visits. I think Saturday Auburn's expecting several for several guys to come in for visits. Uh, Chris Ewald, uh, the four-star defensive back from Florida, was on campus Wednesday. He was attending the basketball game, so they're going to be trickling in and out um, throughout the spring. But it's going to start. You're going to see an uptick in spring visits. Uh, we've already already seen a lot of offers going out, so a lot going on. This is kind of the 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 slow rise. In, in recruiting, getting there. All right, let's get right to the questions from the corner. If you're not familiar with it, all our subscribers at the corner, Auburn Live message board, the fantastic message board, by the way. Had to do some cleaning, but man, after you after you sift through those uh, and you get, get get it cleaned out a little bit, man, it's fan. I love it. Uh, I love the corner, the message board. So here we go. Mac Mac Five is going to get us started. Best and worst position groups on next year's roster. This is a recruiting show, but as I said, it's kind of a lull in recruiting. We'll yeah. take any. We'll take anything at this point. All right, Mac Five. Yeah. So, best and worst position groups on next year's roster. I love this because we, we know what it's going to be like, especially covering recruiting as well as we do. We know the upgrades that people are getting, the new additions, uh, the transfers. So, but let's see. How about best and worst on offense? Best and worst on defense? Best on offense. I'm going to go running back room. Still, uh, do I think you could argue the offensive line room? Mm. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'd go with running back too, though. For best, would you throw tight end in the conversation? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Because I mean, that's deep. I think running back. Well, I mean, look, you kind of know what you got with tight ends. Rivaldo Fairweather takes that room to a whole nother level, obviously. <clears throat> but the backs, boy, another year of Jarquez Hunter, <laughs> and then with everything behind him, and what we think Jeremiah Cobb is, is on the way to being. Pretty strong. What Demari Austin looked like in Demari Austin, yeah, against Alabama last year. I mean, it. Those are three guys. I don't think you're missing much by rotating those guys out and the ability to keep them fresh. I, I just feel like top to bottom, that's your most talented room. But I do like what's in the tight end room. I think Luke Deal is very underrated, specifically as a blocker. He does not get enough credit, except for in Cole's breakdowns. As far as that goes, man, he gets a lot of love there. But um, and yeah, then, I'm not missing that. You, if no, you are an unheralded blocker, you're getting love in my breakdowns. And Brandon Fraser actually took his game to a different level, I think, this past year. So he showed some. And, you know, I wasn't unimpressed with the young man from Nebraska. I'm trying to struggle for Michael Riley Ducker. I thought he had some moments this time last year. But 
still for me it's the running back room, but I, I and I think the offensive line room's improved as well. I, I think adding that that piece and some of the freshmen improved the overall talent level. <clears throat> Any uh, anybody want to argue quarterbacks the worst on that side of the ball? No, only because cool. of lack of experience, lack of production. I think the talent's there. I just don't. I just don't see it. Uh, if you got a best and worst, real quick on on, on defense. The defense the line the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I go linebacker room best right yeah, now for me. I agree. Linebacker best, D line worst. Okay. I like I it. I think you could uh, actually count the D line and edge maybe more together. I I don't know. I just don't know how Durkin wants to do that yet. We're, we'll have to see. That's going to be uh, when we get to spring practice, see how they do that. Maybe I'll get, get an interview with him before or, yeah. or shortly He's thereafter the, the start of spring. Kind of get, yeah. Pick his brain a little bit about his scheme. Uh, let's see. NB Weagle, predict one player on each side of the ball who will take a leap during spring and fall camp like Eugene Asante did last season. Woo. Player on each side of the ball, offense and defense, who's going to take a leap. If I knew that, I might have to be headed to Vegas. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> maybe somebody to keep an eye on. Maybe somebody you're watching who could take okay. that leap. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, a, maybe a young guy, maybe on defense like a – Ken Lee or a Keldrick Falk? On, all right, on offense, I'm going to go Caleb Burton. I think he could take a jump okay. this year. He's a guy that I thought started to kind of come on a little bit last year. Found some chemistry with Peyton Thorne there towards the end of the season. I'll be interested to see if that carries forward because I do think he may, he could be the starter in the slot this year. Um, yeah, I, I would not argue that could be the starter in the slot. So I, I would be interested to see what happens there. So him on offense, what do you guys think? I'm, I got two names in my mind. They're both offensive linemen. Okay. Um, the Number one, I I, I think he's going to take my spot is Jade Muskrat. Um, okay. I think he's sort of your sixth man. These days, I, I see a lot of offensive lines rotating. That used to be not a thing. Now it's really a thing in college football. It's not just an Auburn thing. It's happening a lot at a lot of places where they rotate guys and they have a six man. Like, hey, this is the guy that comes in and maybe plays guard, maybe plays tackle, helps you out, gets keeps everybody rested. I think Jaden uh, Muskrat might be that guy. And, and he might start. You never know. But um, the other one's TJ Johnson because I just hear so much about him. I'm ready to see what he looks like in the spring. Yeah. I guess There's- I was thinking of um, – me personally, I was thinking, you know, a starter who was kind of average this year, but maybe steps up. Um, but but all those guys, I was thinking, that's why I was thinking maybe Keldrick Falk comes out a little bit. May, not that he had, had a poor season, but maybe he steps up into that role earlier than maybe some people thought. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to go Gage Keys. I think he may be better than what some okay. think. Oh, the transfer? I yeah. agree with that. Okay. <clears throat> think he might be better than something. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but is he a guy that can maybe get three sacks for you this year and have, you know, 30 tackles? I think that's a possibility. I think that's within his wheelhouse. (laughs) I got one for you. Okay. Peyton Thorne. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, look, dude, look. All right. Hey, you leave the Peyton Thorne truth into me, sir. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm the guy. No. Last year, if he throws for 2,500 yards, 
17 touchdowns, less than 10 interceptions. That's a massive jump, man. Yeah. Did he throw for 1,000 yards? No. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 1,300, I think. 1,300. Wow. The, the two on defense, again, I'm between That's two. That's 100 yards again. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't good. I'm sorry, Peyton. I know it's not but, all your fault. Anyway, I mean, it may be 1,600. Let me look. Man, I, yeah, I think it might be. Hey, somebody at that position is going to have to take a leap. If Auburn's going to have any type of success, somebody at that position is going to have to take a it's, leap. It's not a crazy thing to say that that position will take a leap because it, it has to. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, w- w- with the talent at wide receiver, the tight ends, the running back game, the, the running game, the, the offensive line, that quarterback position should be a little bit easier to find some, some success in 2024. Yeah, I, I did. Mean, it. Uh, it was 17-55, 16-downs, okay. 10 interceptions. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. That's going to be fun to watch. I mean, fun to watch, fun to follow, and uh, see see where things go before September rolls around. Nova 256, Nova Tiger 256. Will uh, Durkin be a plus recruiter for Auburn? Okay. And if so, where will we see that impact both from a geographic footprint as well as from a position standpoint? Will he be a plus recruiter for – I think he's an upgraded recruiter. And, listen, like like we talked about earlier, I don't think Ron Roberts was uh, a nobody when it comes to recruiting. And I think Durkin's going to take it up a level when it comes to to the recruiting geographic footprint. I don't know if maybe he goes west of the Mississippi. I think he's got good contacts in Florida, from the best of my understanding. Good contacts in Texas after being out there. Those are probably two states that you'll see him get involved in, if I had to guess, uh, from an evaluation standpoint. And then, obviously, coordinators are involved in every eval that goes on for every kid. They have to – to sign off um, before that kid's going to be offered. So I don't know. You know, Cole talked about it um, when we were talking about last week, Charles Kelly potentially being the defensive coordinator. Do you really want to take a guy that's got as many contacts as Charles Kelly does off the road where he is just invaluable in high schools throughout the state of Alabama and, and in the state of Georgia? I don't know that DJ will be used that same way. And Cole, maybe you can talk more about this, but, I do think he will get out. I do think he'll do some evaluation work. I don't think he's going to be a grinded out guy on the on the road recruiting though. I just don't think the coordinator. Yeah, I hear you that way. Yeah, coordinators are not really. That's not exactly their role. I mean, your position coaches are usually the guy. When you hear when you hear a recruit say, "Oh, you know, Auburn's like home," or it feels like family, a lot of times it's because of the what the position coaches are doing. The head coach, the coordinators are more ball man. I mean, that is what they do. They're they're more about ball, and when they recruit, it's more of a hey, this is my scheme, this is where you fit. That's do y'all remember? Uh, do y'all remember Emos's question from the call-in show on Sunday and the five things that we were ranking? Not, yeah. not he didn't mention coordinator, and neither one of us talked about the coordinator because it's just not the big of a deal yes, when it comes to not. recruiting. It's going to be the head coach, the position coach, the scheme. Maybe will be the where, where the defensive coordinator, the on-campus visits, the in-home visits when you're talking scheme. But when it comes to like personality and relationships, uh, that's kind of a bonus when it comes to coordinator. They're not all wrapped up yeah. in there. That's going to be your position coach, uh, your relationship with the position coach, and of course, Hugh Freeze is, is heavily involved there. So, uh, but I still think, uh, I, I, honestly, I overall upgrade from Ron Roberts. And again, Ron Roberts was no slouch. Yeah. No. Oh, that's a good question. All right, let's see. Question four. Wardam23 
This is uh, maybe a uh, Jeremiah Cobb fan. Or maybe really? he graduated in 2023. Or maybe he's 23 years old. Maybe he likes 23-year-olds. Maybe he's a Michael Jordan guy. Oh. How about you? How about you, big dog? How far out are we from the next 2025 commitment? It's a good question, Cole. I, I don't think, think it's far. It, well, it, it, it's kind of unknown, but I am thinking this last weekend before the dead period, which is basically the whole month of February, uh-huh. uh, they're going to have another visit weekend. I, I know there's there's a couple guys there that are on the fringe that we've talked uh-huh. about a bunch of times that are probably going to be there. You know, we don't have everybody confirmed yet, and may not. They may just show up. That's just how these kind of things go sometimes. Um, Tavares Dice is one that I have a prediction into Auburn. I know he's told me before in person, look, I, I want to get my family here. That's going to be a big deal. I think if he comes down this weekend and is able to bring some family, I'd say watch out. Okay. I got, I got one. Um, I, I really think keep your eyes peeled on Anquan Fegans. I think something could happen with that no. one sometime month of February-ish. I have a little inkling about that as well, J-Head. I, I, I did a, um Intel and eval on him Wednesday just because I felt like, you know, I, I, I've been hearing some things that, that Auburn's maybe in that one a little bit more than people may think. I, I use the phrase dark horse, um, maybe a dark horse in this recruitment. Fegans is a uh, four-star defensive back from Thompson, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. uh, former teammate and, of – Oh, gosh. Caleb Harris. Caleb Harris. There you go. Let me tell you something. Anquan Figgins is legit, guys. I I just i am very impressed with him. Okay. Very impressed. Keeping an eye on him. Uh, But I I don't think – I would be surprised if Auburn didn't have another one in the next two weeks. Yeah, I think I would too. I I think next two weeks is probably a good time for him. Being conservative. Being conservative there. Let's see. A Welder's AU. Size of the 2025 class. 25 and a half. Are we taking – uh, over or under, I, I, when, when, we, when people ask this question, I always think they're and, and assume they're talking about high school JUCO, like transfer yeah. portal. You, yeah. know, you, you can't predict that. No. But as far as 25 and a half high school junior college, I'd probably take the under. I just don't see them signing 26 high school mm-hmm. JUCO guys. Mm-hmm. So I would say, pro, I mean, the, the easy guess here every year is 22 to 25. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's fair. And I think we've got, what, 23 seniors, 24 mm-hmm. seniors coming class. So it's a, it's a big departing class. My guess is they're going to try to take – you know, every one of those slots they're going to try to take with high school kids if they possibly can or junior college prospects and then let their attrition be whatever falls out to the transfer portal. They're replacing it with a premier piece. That would be, I think, ideal for how Hugh Freeze wants to handle it. I heard an interview with him today talking about how he wants to continue to organically grow this roster through the high school ranks. So between 20 to 24 prospects, I'm with you, Jeffrey. I think they're going to try to take high school, junior college, and then they'll supplement from there in the transfer portal. I do think that the – sorry, Jeffrey. No, go ahead. The number of how many they take high school JUCO is going to slowly rise, you know, if they're able to have some longevity at Auburn. Because that's the plan. You want to build from high school, build from JUCO, whatever, instead of the transfer portal. So is this the year that 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 number 
takes a, a couple, you know, spots up. Uh, hmm. Seems like it could be. Maybe yeah, 23, kind of 24. Wean, kind of wean off that transfer portal. <laughs> Ideally, I would think your transfer portal class every year should be five to seven. Yeah. I think that's what they'd like to have it at, contingent on what your interest in it. So that's the one thing that you can't there you go. transfer portal numbers. If yeah. I lose, you know, more than I projected to take in my high school class, well, now I got to go to the portal. What what I, what other option do I have at this point? I'd, um, I'd love to know the percentage, Jay Head, of guys that we assume Auburn did not want to lose to the transfer portal, and versus the percentage of guys that maybe they were okay that they went on. I'd say that percentage is pretty low, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I, 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 it feels that way, doesn't it? I've combed back through those numbers a couple times. Probably, you know, if they could have kept him, Javarius Johnson probably would have liked to have had him back. Sure. Tyler Fromm probably would have liked to have him for another year, though they understood. Sure. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah, Tyler Fromm. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay. Cam Riley probably didn't necessarily want to lose him. Yeah, I think I think you probably wouldn't have minded keeping him with the number situation you got, him being experienced. But anybody else? I mean, is there anybody else that got into the transfer portal that you're kind of like? In oh. years past, J.J. Pegues, I'm sure they didn't want to lose oh, him. Years past? A ton. In the Harson era? Yeah. Kobe I mean, Hudson. Kobe Hudson. Lee Hunter. Lee Hunter um, didn't want to lose J.J. Pegues or the other kid that transferred to Ole Miss. Uh, LT. Yep. Of course, this is us assuming that yeah. they didn't want to lose those guys. Uh, I would just because they were damn good football players, right? Yeah, they went on to become. Yeah, yeah. If they're contributing as teams, they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if Auburn could get Lee Hunter back tomorrow, I guarantee you, Hugh Fraser would take that deal in heart. Where did where did he go? UCF. Um, go. UCF. Yeah. What if I mean, what if you're you've got the defensive line you have right now, but kept JJ Pegues and Lee Hunter? <sighs> How much better, even even if it's just on paper, would that defensive line look with those two guys? Because Hunter had a monster year at the nose down in UCF. I think he was, what, 38-plus 38, 38 tackles and five sacks or something like that? Yeah. Well, he was, about, he was my favorite uh, recruit in that class. Jay Hardy. They went to Liberty. That's right. Still, you still have him. Yeah, Rodney ran him off, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Tennessee boy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah. Seems like he did he flip from Tennessee. So he was close. He, yeah. well, he signed with us secretly, remember? And then Jeremy Pruitt and him tried to recruit him right. at the basketball game. He like ran away from him because he couldn't talk to him. And then you That's broke right. the tweet later on, like, uh, "Hey guys, he's committed." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. that. Uh, let's see what uh, Cameron underscore thirteen. Do we think Nick Dylan Gentry could see some playing time on the field this season? Absolutely not. He'd be the first walk-on to ever do it as a freshman that I know of. Yeah, absolutely not. I got to tell y'all something after we get off on that note. (laughs) JS App, JSAP12, wants to know, latest on Portal D lineman, and which position group do you think will have the biggest improvement in a Durkin-led defense? Well, I I guess one thing newsworthy that we haven't mentioned yet is Demetri Nicholas has been confirmed that he will not sign with Auburn, and, and that's Auburn's doing, by the way. They want a more experienced guy for that spot. They don't need a true freshman developmental guy for that spot. So they're going to uh, – they have cut ties with Da Vinci Nicholas and going to go for that spring four window. Cole has been talking about 
you know, as many as three or four more defensive linemen, I believe you said, Cole. Got to have some dudes on there. Which, when I think when I first presented that number, it, everybody was like, oh, man, there's a lot of other places that need. I'm, guys, I'm just telling you, man, <laughs> you've got to have more. And it's not a knock at Jason Jones. It's not a knock at the guys you have. It, they just ain't enough. They can't do it by themselves. You don't want Jason Jones playing, you know, 75 snaps a game. That that no. can't work. They did that one year. It was Daquan Newkirk and Tyrone Truesdale were playing like seventy. Daquan and Tyrone. <laughs> Cole's been hanging around. Cole's been hanging around us too long, Andy J. Head. <laughs> did I say Tyrone? <laughs> Tyrone. Uh, it's because the last name Truesdale it got me all backwards. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, do, do y'all remember that year? Those two guys were the two yes. interior D linemen. I mean, 80 snaps a game at least, 70. Right. No, you want those numbers at about 30 to 35, you know what yeah. I mean, a game, especially with the fact that, I mean, I think Marcus was having to play upwards of 50 snaps this year. It was ridiculous for him. Yeah. And, Which, and he, you know, he's he's a smaller guy, a little more active, a guy that can slip blocks and things. He, he probably is okay playing that many snaps. Jason Jones, uh, you know, some of these inside guys, they're bigger. You know, you want them to be fresh all the time. Absolutely. So, like you said, you want to do load management. That's the thing. That's what they, a lot of coaches call it now. Um, and throw a lot of bodies at it, especially when you don't have superstars that you can, you know, use like workhorses. You've got to have bodies to be able to roll through there to keep guys fresh. So I'm with you. I mean, you're looking probably at a minimum two DL, one edge. If you could get another edge or another DL, you'd take it. It just all depends on what's available in the portal because – Cole's talked about it. Jeffrey's talked about it. I think I mentioned on the board. This staff will not just take a guy to take a guy. They take guys that they believe in. So can they find three defensive linemen they believe in and land all of them? I don't know. I think they can do two for sure. I think they can find two. I think they can find an edge. Anything beyond that to me is, you know, that's just gravy. Um, If they get it, I'm sure they'll take it. It's just can they – can they find it, and then can they land it? And that's the tough part of it in the transfer portal because you're fighting a lot of different teams for those players. I think they're becoming fair, a little bit more stingy with their spots as we go on, To You know, nothing against Shane Hooks. He did really well at Jackson State at the time. You know, Ole Miss wanted him. It's not like he was not a good portal pickup. I mean, there was some potential there. It just wasn't a great fit for whatever reason. He didn't have a huge impact at Auburn. Jair Shorter, you know, he was leading the country in uh, yards per catch. So sometimes it, it, at the end there, those were some guys that were there, and they went and got them and filled the rest of the roster spots. Maybe they don't do that now. It's a trial and error kind of thing. And you know what? If I'm not mistaken, Shane Hooks, the first game or two, was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he flashed some potential. He just – yeah. It was right. a. It was. It's kind of like you may want to jump on Shane Hooks a lot or whatever, but again, the the entire operation of the offense was not good. So to blame him for that, or to blame Peyton Thorne one hundred percent, like it's it's his fault, nothing else. I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in doing that to Shane Hooks. I don't believe in doing that to yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. the whole operation has to get better for everybody to perform better. Sure. It's hard. To, it's hard to have any success for any player on that if if the unit is so incohesive 
as that right. unit was. But just the passing game. Passing game was just <clears throat> awful. Yeah. It was. There's no shooter show. It was, it was terrible. It was awful. Awful. Uh, let's see. Tiger Autax. Are we in the market for two running backs? Would you say we still lead for Henderson and is uh, Deer our clear number two choice? Cole, you're shaking your head. You seem pretty adamant. Two running backs? Yeah. Definitely two running backs. I'm not sold we're in the lead for Alvin at this point. I'm not saying that we don't land him in the end, but I'm not sold we're on the lead. Or sold, sold we're in the lead. Excuse me. I don't think I am either. I, I still, though, feel like he's Auburn's to lose in the end, if that makes sense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think I, Auburn's in the lead right now, but I think he's Auburn's to lose. I think sure. I think Auburn has, you know, they're going to make the final push there and see if they can get him. At, and, and actually, with a Kylan Deer, or however you say his name, AK, he goes by AK. Okay. That guy, I think, is really high on Auburn. And, and I think Auburn's really high on him. That's yes. what I was going to say. I'm not so sure Alvin's the number one running back. I completely on agree. I, compl- I think Deer's number one. I tend to believe that he is. Now, I know what they told Alvin. I saw, you know, his interview with you guys and, and what he said, but we all know what recruiting pitches are like. Everybody's their number one on the board. Yeah, right. But I I, I do believe that Deer has moved up the board significantly. But we've seen Deer. There are uh, his schools, what, the last twice. two weeks? Yeah, the last two weeks, Derek Nixon's and, been there. And I think Hugh Freach was there last week. And I talked to Deer on the phone. I asked him, where does Auburn stand with you? His answer was, I'm not going to tell you where, but just no. <laughs> just okay. no. And that's how he left it. He left you know what? That's, that's, those are the most genuine type answers. Yeah, they really are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause, and good for the kid for being honest about it. Like, hey, man, yeah. I can't tell you where they are, but but they're up there. Just no. Yeah. yeah. That, that, and trust me. It's basically what he's saying. Oh, uh, so yeah. oh, Logan, Logan W. Adams, oh, Logan Wadams coming in here. Where things stand now, who do you want to see? I don't want to see anybody. I don't care. Uh, but who would you like to see if you were an Auburn fan starting at quarterback in 2024 and explain why? I know Whoever. the popular answer here is going to be Walker White. That, not Maybe not with us, but that's the, that's the answer a lot of people are going to say. He's the... He's the exciting option right now. I get that. But I honestly believe if Walker White is your starting quarterback next year early, there's always a chance he could end up being your guy as the season drags on. But if he's the starting quarterback early, I think that's bad for Auburn. And it ain't against Walker. I think they're 6-6 and at best. If if Walker White's the starting quarterback, I don't know. I just I, I want whoever's the best quarterback, like whoever performs yeah. the best all practice. That's who I want to be the starting. I was going to say I haven't seen enough of anybody else to make a make a, a decent opinion to form a decent opinion. I, I saw Hank Brown, yeah. I saw Holden. I've seen Walker's highlights and his All American performances. I've seen thirteen games of Peyton Thorne. I don't know. I, the, trust me, they know a lot more about it than I do. And I think it was Tubbs who said, "For every true freshman you're starting, that's at least a loss." 
Mm-hmm. So if you're starting, you know, two true freshmen at wide receiver, a true freshman at quarterback, a true freshman at defensive backfield, however many – do you remember that, Jay Head? Mm-hmm. I think it was Tubbs who said that. For every true freshman you start, you can put that as an L. One game. It was actually – he had just signed like a massive junior college class, and people were asking why so many JUCOs, and that was his response. And, 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 and it was, he was right. He is right because there's a certain level of maturity that you go through by just having the experience of playing ball against other opponents that are the same caliber as you. Most of these kids in high school are the most dominant athlete on the field when they step foot on. Now you're walking into an arena where you're no longer the most dominant athlete. You're on a field with a whole bunch of alpha dogs, okay, and you're just another guy trying to separate yourself. That is an extremely tough position to be in as a freshman quarterback. I mean, look, we just talked about name the number of starting freshman quarterbacks. And we forgot Stan White, by the way. Stan was a redshirt freshman. Oh, okay. okay. And I was so I, I wanted to jump into the comments because I saw that one come in. Stan, Stan and Jason were both redshirt freshmen starting quarterbacks. Oh, great job. That makes us look – that makes right. us look we – knew, we knew that, guys. We knew that. Yeah. I didn't I say didn't know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – uh, but Stan was a redshirt freshman, but still, I mean, a four-year starter at Auburn, Mm-mm. damn good. But, Logan, I mean, I don't think any of the three of us have a preference on who it is. It just needs to be the guy who can help you win the most. That's what the coaches – that's who the coaches are going to pick. And right now my arrows lean towards Thorne just because of what little we know about everyone else. And that's really I would all default to Peyton Thorne. Yeah, I would default to Thorne. That's all I've I know got this. Right now. Thorne was able to win you six games. Um not all by himself. Robbie Ashford had a hand in that too when he played quarterback. Um, and dang near one almost beat Bama and Georgia. So there's something there. I, I think there is. I've heard a coach say this to me before. Hey, you know, it's not your fault we lost the game. Now you could have won it for us, but it's not That's your fault. Well, well said. Well said. So he's somewhere in the middle right there where, hey, it's not exactly you that's bringing us down, but Hey, there was a chance there that you could have won it for us. Now I think that's where he's at right now. He needs to take the step, which is, which is why we don't consider him a game changer. No, so that's sure. the difference between a, a game manager and a game changer. And at best Peyton Thorne in 2023 at best was a game manager. And that's at best. That was, that was the Alabama and the Georgias. He wasn't making, I mean, he made plays, but it was, he, he I don't think he was the sole difference. He wasn't the game changer that Auburn's defense made, you know, made plays. Uh, the running running game made plays. So, yeah. no, but, I, but I'm with you. I'm defaulting to Peyton Thorne until I can see more of somebody else. And right. I think Peyton Thorne probably has the highest floor of that room as well, if we're being honest. He may not have the highest ceiling, but he's got the highest floor. Yeah, I think that's, that's correct. You feel comfortable probably knowing Peyton Thorne's going to go out there and get you seven wins, maybe eight wins in the regular season, and that's right in the realm of where they want to be, you know, eight and five, nine and four, something like that. That's where – I mean, I think that's a medium of success that they think is tangible. Add another good recruiting class to that. And now you're cooking with grease going into that 2025 season. Like Jeffrey talked about, you're competing for the playoff. Yep. That's where you really want to be. Yep. Augustus McCray. I'm glad I ain't scared to be lazy. Ooh, one of my favorite movies of all it's, time. It is my favorite movie. No, I, can, I can almost quote that movie. Um, 
from the beginning. And people go, it's a TV series. It ain't a TV series. It's a long movie. There you go. Oh, greatest movie ever. Cole, have you seen uh, Lost and Lost? Have you? I have. Laura Darling. <laughs> uh, let's see. What are your top five prospects you want to see Auburn land in the 2025 class? Ooh. Start with Michael DeBose. I want an offensive guy. Yeah. Uh, I want Eric Winters. Okay. I need a playmaking linebacker. Name offered. Maybe. I, I, I want Figgins. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want Figgins. Really? Uh, over offered? I mean, y'all know more about him than I do as far as player playing. Y'all take – if you only take one. One's a corner, one's a safety. Okay. I, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I might take both of them if I were to sit down and think about it. But Figgins is a game-changing safety to me. And I think Naeem Offord has that ability too, but I think Figgins is, is ready to roll when he gets to college. Uh, I want Caleb Cunningham. Oh, that's a good one. Keep that receiver – yeah, stocked. keep that receiver room stocked with five star yeah. talent. Absolutely, roll those big bodies through there, man. I don't want to see a dip in talent. Uh, and then probably a running back because we didn't take one this past year. You got to have it. So I'm going to go with uh, with Deer. He'd yeah, be, he'd be number five for me. I think you're in in dire need of a good edge, so I'll go Zion Grady. And the only reason the only reason I didn't say a defensive lineman because you've already got four in the class. You do, you do but you don't have an edge right now, and you're, you know, I, I think Demonte Waller can contribute and be good um, in in year one, but it's just him and McLeod that we know of, really. I'm interested to see how Durkin sees JJ Falk. Does he see him as an edge or does he see him as an inside linebacker? And that was the only other reason why I didn't lean edge because you got him in the class. And I don't I know that Aldridge sees him as an inside linebacker. I think we're all very I, I think that's the way it's projected right Ooh. now. But how does the DC see? Andrew Maddox. Ooh. Yeah, I like, I like I that one. That. That's, that's a premier lane. By the way, I won't, I won't, I'm, I'm, interested, I'm interested to see what Durkin um Views Joe Phillips as. Me too. That's an issue. I, I can see him playing either one. Yep. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. Give me a big dog offensive lineman. Give me a big dog defensive lineman. And then y'all can pick the rest. I don't care. Derek give Smith. DB. Derek one. Smith. There you go. Yeah. Derek Smith. Anquan Figgins. Name offered. Mike. Uh, who else? Did you say Eric Winters. Yes. I can those. Yeah. Caleb Cunningham. Find you a quarterback somewhere. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Hugh Freeze's main board, MB. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Either way, how likely are we to get Caleb Cunningham? Speaking of the devil, Dalen Upshaw or Derek Smith? Didn't mention Dalen Upshaw. He picked up an offer from Georgia, I believe. Well, yeah. Dalen Upshaw, really, his stock is up big mm-hmm. time right now. He's, he's visiting Alabama this weekend. He just got an offer from Georgia. Auburn was on this cat. Yeah. A long, uh, bet more than anybody. Uh, Marcus Davis was on him all his junior year. So Auburn's got the end there. Cam Coleman being on campus with Auburn, I think, gives Auburn the edge there for Dalen Upshaw. I think uh, I think likely to get Dalen Upshaw right now. I think likely to get Derek Smith right now. Caleb Cunningham. Uh, that's a fight because um, you're going to have to battle. Mississippi State is in there deep on that one. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think maybe the casual fan understands how <laughs> 
Mississippi State is. Uh, Ole Miss will be tough. I think Lane Kiffin has prioritized him. And then there will be other schools that come in. I mean, he's a five-star for a reason. So that's not going to be an easy battle by any means. I do think that Hugh Freeze and Derek Nix give you a uh, – they get you in there. But then what happens throughout the course of this season, that's what I don't know. Uh, and I think Kid Country, uh, Edward, was talking about Derek Smith in his Florida State. Is it Florida State or Florida? Florida State. Florida State. Remember that? Yeah. I think his, yeah. his mom, his, his late mother – was a big there's a connection. State fan. There's a connection there in some way that would make you believe that Florida State's going to have a say in what Derek mm-hmm. Smith does. And I would trust um, that. No, for sure. But having said that, everything we've heard and and I, I am uh, feeling lots of confidence coming from Auburn right now with Derek Smith. Um, maybe maybe an Auburn Florida State Alabama battle there. Okay. Might be those three sort of standing out. Uh, let's see. Tiger Mac, transfer portal question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how do you think Hugh Freeze ranks this year's portal success? Well, I don't want to say so Hugh, but I'll, I'll give you mine. How do we uh, think he ranks it? Yeah. How do we, is that what he's asking? Yeah. Like, does he think he did a good job? <laughs> he, did, he did a great job. Yeah, let's, let's rank it how we would rank it, not what Hugh Freeze. Like, let's not try to speak. Yeah, for yeah. I, I don't want to speak for him. I don't know. Either. Uh, One to ten. I mean, if seven's a C and eight's a B, I would say I, I personally, at this point, I give it a six. A D. Yeah, maybe a C minus. I'd give it a C. Because I think you hit some needs. Like, you needed a left tackle. Got that. And and with SEC starting experience. You needed um, a You got that. You needed a linebacker to to be able to rotate in. And you got one that's got power five snaps underneath his belt and starts. So, I think a C, I think you hit some needs. I just don't think you got enough of what you needed on the defensive line for me to feel comfortable about it. Yeah. That was probably the biggest thing to me is you didn't get the edge in the defensive line the way you needed it. But other than that, you I mean, you got Antonio Kite, defensive back. Sure. You hit some needs for sure. You just didn't get all of them. You got Percy Lewis. You got Jaron Thompson. Let's don't forget about that dude. Jaron Thompson and Antonio Kite, the defensive backs, really good. Sam Sam Jackson, we don't really know. Where. Yeah, he, he played well against Auburn, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. He did. Uh, Rico Walker was a great get. Gage Keys was a great get. Trill Carter was a great get. Robert Lewis, Robert Lewis, Dorian Mouse, Mouse, Mousy, Mousy, Mousy. So I, I'll, 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 I'll give him a C. I'll give him a C. I think yeah. C's right. I think C's right. So I, I'll give him a seven. After watching Percy Lewis intently, and I did a film study on the board of him and graded him, I was like, okay, I feel pretty good about that one. That's okay. Good. That one seems pretty good. Um, Jaron, not the one you got a hit on too, right? Yeah, you got to. And Jaron Thompson, hard not to feel good about that one. It's when you get into the Antonio Kites and the Rico Walkers and um, Sam Jacksons, just so unknown. Yeah. You just don't know. I mean, you know they're good, they're good athletes. You don't know how good football players are going to be. And then – your D linemen, I think, are solid. I don't think they're game changers. I think no. Gage 
Keith has a lot of potential, and I like his potential. And then Trill Carter, I think he's just a good, you know, interior nose guy that can maybe a blue-collar type guy. I think he's okay. You know, I just – they're not jumping out at me. That's the thing. No, I think he replaces the kid from Lawrence Johnson from last year. Like, I think he is what yeah. Lawrence Johnson was, which is good. You You had to have a rotational piece. You got one. Um, you just needed to get two more <laughs> or, or a superstar or something. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the deal to me is I liked what you took from a quantity perspective. You just, I mean, excuse me, from a quality perspective, I just don't think you got enough quantity for some of the needs that you had. The two guys that really stood out to me that, that you could say Auburn missed on or didn't land, whatever you want to call it. Isaiah Rakes and the Durajai guy. I thought those two right there were going to help you a lot. Um, and I think Carter and Keys can. I just think you need all four. No, I agree, man. I, I'm with you. And or you needed to get uh, Joey Slackman that went to Florida. Uh, Deron Herman. Is that how you say his name? Is it oh, Harman? yeah. Derek Harmon. Yeah. Derek Harmon, who went back to Michigan State. You land yeah. any one of those guys. Yes. Uh, to go along with those two, you feel much better about where you stand, but you just didn't, for whatever reason, you weren't able to get that done. And I, and I do think that hurts you. And then I agree on the edge part of it too, Cole. I just, I know what they promised the young man. I just don't know how you can go into this next season without having another edge on the roster. Yeah, just injuries. I mean, what if Jalen McLeod goes down? You're in trouble. You know, you got to have more for that reason. <clears throat> Let's see, I, I like this next question, and uh, it's about Auburn's newest recruiting hire off the field. A little g- general manager, a GM of player personnel, Will Redman, they hired away from LSU. Welders AU wants to know, what immediate impact do you think the addition of Will Redman will have at Auburn? Uh, will we see a different approach and more success in the transfer portal than the spring window? Uh, Jay Ed, you're, uh, you're a big fan of Will Redman? I am a fan of Will Redmond, and I want to hear your and Cole's perspective as well, but I think where he's going to contribute, where you're going to see it first and foremost, is a organization about who they're going to go see in the road during the spring eval period. I think that's first. And then secondly, the advanced scouting portion of the spring portal. That is where you're going to see an impact be made as far as making an assessment of who you think is going to be in the portal and then how quickly they act upon that, trying to establish contact and get that person on campus. I think they did an okay job with establishing contact in the fall portal window or the the winter portal window, I think is what you would call it. Yeah. I just don't think they necessarily prioritize getting kids to campus first. They think they did with some, not with all. And unfortunately, the way this game works, you want to be first. If you're the, yeah. you're sweating it if you're not the first visit. Uh, and Auburn paid for that. Unfortunately, you saw, I think, Vic Carmona went to Arkansas because we couldn't get him on campus first. You saw another young man, Benny Scurry, go to Texas Tech because you couldn't get him on campus. The Slackman kid went to Florida. You know, so there were multiple kids that you had a shot at, just didn't get them on campus and weren't able to close. So I think the identification of portal targets, how quickly you prioritize, how quickly you get them on campus – I think there's going to be some organization there to that, and I think he's got a Rolodex of contacts to kind of help you from being exposed in the LSU footprint and you know some of the kids that they've recruited. Part of transfer portal recruiting is having that Rolodex and knowing kids <clears throat> they recruited, and I think that hurt this staff some. I mean, I I think a lot of AK Magula, but you think coming from Liberty, 
he's not ex- exposed to as many P5 players, you know what I mean, as this young man has working at LSU the past two years, you know, with the guys that you've run across in just two different recruiting cycles. So I think it's going to help him from that standpoint, from an organization standpoint, um, the pre-portaling aspect. And I think he's also going to be part of when when this when this happens, because obviously right now OTV is the only person that can technically discuss an NIL deal with a prospect. If the current president of the NCAA gets his wish and they create this whole other spinoff all division, eventually they're going to bring NIL in-house and then teams are going to be negotiating their own NIL deals. You'll need somebody like Will Redman, your general manager, to help you place those numbers to make sure you're putting adequate value and that you're not overspending what you don't have to spend. So I think that's the evolution of the general manager's business side of it. But on the front end, it's going to be the scouting evaluation organization and, and just making sure that this staff is running at an all-time, you know, at, a, at, at an optimum level. Now, go, ahead. I, I, I go ahead, Jim. I'm going to find I'm, – I'm, I'm, I've been doing some research, did, did it today, as a matter of fact, trying to look into exactly what we can expect from him and his position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to hold off, but I hope to have more on him soon. Good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Cole, did you want to finish? Yeah, I was just going to say, Jay, you know one of the youngins on our board is going to be like, what's a Rolodex? <laughs> <laughs> it's what my dad's his desk, baby. <laughs> uh, in the NSH – X Alb with Durkin official. What do you think will change with our defensive recruiting philosophy moving forward? Types of players we target, numbers at certain positions, etc. Do you think this would be more of what kind of scheme he's going to run? Do they need more nickels? Do they need more edges? Do they need more, you know, fives? Do they need more nose? You know, is he going to be a multiple front guy? If so, does he need this more guy? You know, this many more versatile linemen that could. Uh, I, I, I guess that's what when I hear defensive philosophy. What is he looking for? What does he need in his defense? Maybe that was different than Ron Roberts. Well, I, I think there's going to be a need for more edges, personally. Yeah. yeah. And. On the breakdown I did of his defense, I wanted to make a big emphasis on the two guys that were basically the, you know, jack of all trades, which were um, Fadil Diggs and LT Overton. Both have transferred out of A&M, but those guys in his defense were everywhere. They'd be hand on the ground as an end. They'd be stand-up edge rusher. They'd be split out on a slot receiver. One of them even lined up at Mike Linebacker one time. So I think he's looking for that kind of guy, which I think he has in maybe a Jamonte Waller or a Joe Phillips, Jalen McLeod. But I think there needs to be more than, you know, there needs to be options there, if that makes sense. And I don't know if there's a lot of that right now. No, I would agree. And and one thing that I did notice that DJ did specifically on on heavy passing downs. He loved to run a, rob- a rabbit's package out there where you had two pass rushers on the field. Yeah. I don't know if we've got guys that can necessarily do that the way they want to um, because he would love to play four two five and just get after your ass um, with two right. speed rushers off the edge. Mm-hmm. 
right now, I think you're going to have to play more odd front just because of the personnel we have. Now, what can he do in the portal to, to offset that? I don't know. I think you, as limited as the spring portal can be sometimes, I think we're going to take the best players you can get on defensive line, and then you'll figure out what your scheme is going to be off of that, just because I don't like the number of bodies that we have in that room. So depending on what you can get, they'll probably – I mean, they're going to have a base scheme, but they'll – when they get into fall, they'll know they'll have a better picture of what they have, and they'll they'll kind of curtail certain things within the philosophy to mesh up with what from a personnel standpoint. All right, let's see. Welders is is back. He's very inquisitive tonight. We love these kind of guys. Uh, who's more likely to commit to Auburn, Eric Winters or Jaden Perlotti? Mm. Is there a chance to, for both of them to land at Auburn? I think there's a chance to land a, a, of both of them landing at Auburn. I think the most likely chance or the higher chance would be with Eric Winters. If I haven't already, I think, Cole, maybe you've got a – do you have a prediction in? Yeah. I, I think that's a safe bet. I'd be surprised if he ends up anywhere but Auburn. Perlotti, ah, Cole thinks there's a good chance, and I do too. I just don't – he's just one of those guys that I feel like is going to drag you along and drag you along and then sign with Georgia. And I I always think back to last year's Big Cat. You know, he was like, I'm going wherever KJ's going. And at the time, KJ was there on campus with Auburn, and we're going, damn, okay, maybe this is a sign that Auburn's about to get KJ. Uh, Of course, he didn't. He committed to Florida State, then he signed with Georgia. Perlotti's committed to Georgia. So I think personally Eric Winters is Auburn's to lose, and I think – uh, Jaden Perlotti is Georgia's to lose. And I I will say this. I think if you're Auburn, you got to get Eric Winters because Georgia's pressing on him too. You've got to, you know, I mean, I think you're going to recruit Perlotti a little bit. Even, in, I mean, like, say you only have one slot for a wheel linebacker in this class. Well, you're going to still pursue Perlotti even if you even if you like Winters because you're trying to try to make them eat up some time recruiting Perlotti still. Um, you got to yeah. play the game a little bit sometimes. Um, I think they would love to take both. I mean, judging from what little bit I know, and Cole, I think you're more well-read on this situation than anybody. I think they would take both if they could get them. I think that's going to be really tough, and I think they're two very similar players, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Let's see. Uh, Let's uh let's hit some how about you's then we'll uh we'll end it. Great questions though, man. I tell you what, that was some really fifteen. That was really good questions. We appreciate everybody jumping in there on the corner of the message board and uh and, and asking us, giving us something to talk about this week. Fantastic stuff. Um, I got some how about you's this week. I didn't think I would because I've been away. Mm. I wasn't gonna come back. What's today? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna come back February first. Just couldn't stay away. Uh, but let's see. I've got. Does anybody have? Some because I have enough for everybody. <laughs> I have two. Uh, okay. okay. Shoot me. I have got BM Harp. Okay. He keeps me. I mean, just yeah. There's too many, too many good ones to even note on him. Like he's he's hilarious all the time. And then um, Wiley Coyote. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I like a Wiley. I do too. I like being harp. I do too. Hilarious. And I think he's trying to maybe get into the coaching world a little bit. Okay. Um, and on that note, I, I'm going to say Coochie Rabbit liked yeah. his interaction with Cole and um, and the 
on thread. I should have given him. You go ahead and make that time too. Okay. He was, he was my buddy in that thread now. Times yeah. three. He's on my list too. Okay. Oh, Coochie. Love me some Coochie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hamilton WDE. Good one. Good one. Good one. Um, And all the meat for free. Okay. He gets one from me today. He clarified his name and how to pronounce it, by the way. In the, did y'all see that? No, uh-uh. He's a big Grateful Dead fan. Okay. Um, and Fish. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with these bands? <laughs> no. I'm a little bit. That, that makes so I mean, much more sense now. Yeah. I, apparently, Althea is part of a Grateful oh, Dead it. song. And yes. then Fee is a Fish song, F-E-E. So it's Althea Met Fee. That's what it is. Oh, but I kind of like all the meat for free. All the meat for free is so much better. <laughs> oh, I, I completely agree. As, as I said, that was my slogan in college. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Jessica's listening. <laughs> um, all right, let's see here. I got a how about you to C-Rob90. Mm-hmm. How about you to Z-B, the letter Z, the letter B. How about you to Tiger Freak 10? How about you to Scuff? I love that name, Scuff. Yeah. How about you to WDE 71? <laughs> How about you to B-Die? Yeah, I like B-Die. How about you to Coochie? That's a, that's a hat trick for Coochie tonight. Huh? Hat trick. Yeah. Is, man. Oh, triple threat. You know what I mean? Hey. Uh, how about you to Auburn ABQ, not BBQ, but ABQ. How about you to Auburn ABQ? I think, I think he had he had come back to the board and uh, had dealt with something in life, and he yeah. was thanking everybody. Yeah, and uh, wanted to give him a big how about you? How about you to you big uh, Auburn ABQ? And then uh, how about you to Rusty at Sportsman's Deer Processing? Took my buck to Sportsman's. Hey. On Highway 331, uh, below of Montgomery, these fan, these guys are fantastic, dude. Oh yeah, man, that's the place. Yes, that's, is it is it in Pine Level? Probably. Are I you talking about this right. on the other side of the country mall there? Yeah, over there by Sykes and Con. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's either before or after Sykes and Cons. I think it's closer to Montgomery. I think that's it's on it. the Montgomery side. It's on right there on the right, going south. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think, I think well, it's I'm, Pine Level. I think that's where. Okay, it, that it sounds is. right. I see. Uh, but Rusty was—he uh, came out there. He's—he's he's a big fan of the show. So uh, oh, how about you? How about you, to Rusty? For you know, that's where, hey Cole, I've got you some sausage patties coming. Oh, I got you some breakfast sausage, and I've got you some summer sausage. I got you a pound of each of those, just for you. All jalapeno and cheddar. Ooh, yes, infused. Man, their breakfast yes, sausage is so good. Oh, hey, give me a how about you, to Jeffrey Lee? Again. <laughs> on that one. Uh, and then how about you to Barnes Hard, who uh, who got him a seven point uh, Monday afternoon? I was uh, I was with him, and uh, I mean it, I probably would have let it walk, but uh, not nah, getting out <laughs> unloaded on that thing. <laughs> but you know I want to give him how about you because he got a seven, and then the next night I got an eight. Nah, he, uh, he, he's probably he's probably feeling a little down. <laughs> the beach is that way. Uh, <laughs> So good stuff, man. How about you to all those folks? And uh, we appreciate everybody. I know we uh, appreciate everybody supporting the site. We had a bunch of people come in in defense of us. Well, I think it was Wednesday morning. Some dude was, oh, you censor too much. And they were like, no, nah, uh-uh. uh, take off, big dog. 
So we appreciate everybody. Love everybody. We appreciate it. Y'all stay tuned to Auburn Live this weekend. We're going to have some recruiting coming out on Saturday. And then the dead period is going to hit in February. Spring practice will be upon us before we know it. Visits will resume in March. And, of course, we all three, all four, Zach's in the back somewhere. We'll be back Sunday night for the call-in show. One more time for HelloFresh. We love HelloFresh. Appreciate them sponsoring the show. Uh, go to Auburn, uh, HelloFresh.com slash AuburnLiveFree. Get that free breakfast. Use that promo code AuburnLiveFree. Uh, that's going to do it today, folks. Uh, we'll, like I said, we'll be at Sunday night. And uh, look, look for all the calls, comments, and questions. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. For Cole, for J-Head, for Zach in the back who never came to the front, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay at that left lane. See ya.